Hi, it's Molly. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Excel Books Podcast. I believe you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So let me first say happy day of love to you. It is February 14th. It's the day of hearts and roses and candy and chocolates and whatever you want that day to be. That's what this is. So I just want to celebrate and honor you first before we get into anything. Um, so let's get right into it, right? Because this is day 11. We ain't got time for a long message. Um, I want to talk to you about unloved, unloved, um, or unvalentine, if you prefer. Let's just say unvalentine, because maybe that sounds a little better, right? Because we're loved, but you know, we're anti-valentine sometimes. When you think of Valentine's Day, you probably have a different um, opinion or, or um, feeling in mind than other people, right? Because Valentine's can fall on any spectrum. You have the people who absolutely uh, can't get enough of it. They, it's their biggest day of the year and they, they do hearts and candies and chocolates and they go dining and they go out and hotels and everything. Um, you have some people who treat Valentine's as strictly a sexual intimacy day. Yep, I said it. Um, some people treat it as that's the only thing it's good for. And they don't really care about uh, spending time with the other person. They literally treat it as, what do I have to do to have pleasure today? Then you have the people who they look at this day with pain in their heart because it reminds them of uh, a bad relationship or it reminds them of a breakup or something. Um, you know, or you have for some, for singles, they look at this day with, with tears because they're reminded yet again of how much they really want to be with someone, but they find that they're yet still single again after yet another year. Um, and then you have some who look at the Valentines as nothing but a commercial ploy to just empty your pocketbooks, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. You know, just, they're like, I'm not celebrating this holiday if you paid me. You have all these scenarios going on, right? I want to talk to you about the unvalentine, the unloved. Um, I want to talk to you about the people who don't embrace this holiday the way that the commercial does, right? Because everywhere you go, even if you try to avoid the holiday, it's in your face, right? Every commercial is tuning into it. You can't even go in the grocery store without hearts and balloons and flowers everywhere. Um, They're giving you Valentine specials and two for ones. And, you know, you can't even go on Facebook without people uh, showing pictures of their significant other. And if you are one of the unvalentine people, this can be a very stressful experience. And I want to talk to you about when I went through some of those scenarios, and my hope is that maybe it will give you some encouragement or allow you to get through this day with a little bit of joy. So I'm going to go backwards to one of the most painful Valentines I ever had, right? Um, Really, really painful. And (laughs) I'll start off by saying 
I wasn't going to go there in this episode. I wasn't going to go there. I was like, God, surely there's something else you want me to talk about. And every time I thought about it, it's like, nope, this is what I need to tell you. So I want to talk to you about one of the darkest times, darkest Valentines I ever had. So I was divorced. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, Molly, you can't possibly be talking to me because I'm divorced and this is about couples. Nope, I'm talking to you too. I was divorced and I wasn't just divorced. You know, there's different layers of divorce, right? You have the technically divorced. You're not divorced yet. The ink hasn't dried. The papers haven't been signed. You have the officially divorced. You have the in the process of divorce. You had divorce without kids. You had divorce with kids. You had divorce um, with kids and in a relationship. There's all kinds of divorce. I was the divorced with kids and I was dating one of my closest friends or I'll say not even my closest. He was my best friend. And this was a really hard time for me. And I want to say this because this happened in, I went through two Valentine cycles in this relationship and I learned something in each, each end of the spectrum. Before I ended up dating this best friend, I was really having a hard time emotionally. I was, I was, how can I put it? I was okay, but I had a hard time at Valentine. When I heard Valentine, I felt pain because I was like, oh, I miss being with someone. And if you, you know, if you're divorced, you know, you understand what I'm talking about. It's not that you necessarily always miss the person you were with. Sometimes you just miss the fact that you're like, okay, I am used to being loved. I'm used to celebrating someone else. And now I don't have that. And you're like, what am I supposed to, you know, in the words of uh, one of my favorite movies, something's got to give. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all this? Right. (laughs) I don't know what to do. There's no one here to embrace it. And you're just sitting there like, I feel lost. What do I do? So it was Valentine's where I was alone. And I'm watching everybody going out for their couples and everybody was doing uh, things with their significant other. And I was just alone. And. I remember praying at the time. I said, God, you've got to give me a reason. You've got to give me something to take my mind off of what's bad in this holiday right now. Because if not, the emotions could eat me alive. And at the time, God gave me two things. um, And I was really grateful. One, he laid it on um, the heart of one of my dear church friends to have a Valentine's celebration for all the singles. Anyone who did not have a significant other was welcome. And she invested all this money. I mean, she bought presents. She reserved a big room at a restaurant. She literally took me out on the town, took me on a date. Not in a funny way, not in a homosexual way. She just literally said, let me remind you what it's like to be on a date. So you don't forget. And so you know how. And I was really grateful to her because here I was on this date and I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm on a date. That doesn't mean that I always have to pay. I've just got used to it, right? And so God, you know, filled that void for me in that way. And then I said, okay, God, you got to help me pour out to someone. Because I may not be necessarily getting the love that I'm used to in the way that I want it. But you can allow me to pour into somebody in a way that you see fit. Who can I bless this Valentine's Day? And so during the time, um, one of my coworkers, uh, he and his wife had been, you know, going through a whole lot. They were doing fine, but, 
you know, finances were tight and, you know, they just needed some extra, some extra TLC and God laid it on my heart to actually make this big basket. I made this gift basket with, um, like a little date night basket and I got everything. And when I tell you I make baskets, I make baskets. I'm talking, we had these beautiful dishes with the chopsticks and I got the, the, um, I got everything from the, the fortune cookies and the ramen and the, 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 the specially seasoned beef to go with it. And, you know, I got everything. I got the glasses and the non-alcoholic juice, you know, non-alcoholic, um, you know, I got all that in there, wrapped it up beautifully and said, here, this is just my gift to you guys. And anybody else that could have thought, okay, that's just too much. I was like, no, I was sewing into my future, not in that person. But I said, God, I want to be married again. Let me sew into a married couple. That's my seed paying it forward. That's how I dealt with the emotion at that moment before I was in a relationship after a divorce, right? I also at that time chose to pour into my children. I said, okay, I may not have anyone who loves me in that way, but I can love on my kids in every way possible. So I made them everything. I made them gifts and candies and videos and whatever else I could do, you know, to love on them. And so here it was, you know, I went through this whole thing and Valentine's Day came and gone. Ironically, the next month, a best friend of mine um, that I used to have, used to have this best friend, um, who I had loved for years, I'm talking well over a decade, and all I ever wanted was to be with them. I just, I don't know why, I just loved them. I just loved them because I just did. They didn't have to do anything to earn it. They didn't have to do anything to keep it. I just chose to love them and it, I couldn't shake it off. Well, out the blue, this person called me up, asked me out, like to date them, not to see if it works. Like, no, let's just, let's just do this. And I was like, oh, wow. And so, you know, if, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to date your, your best friend, but for me, it was like, a miracle in heaven. I could hear angels singing and like, ah, you know, everything was going on because I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to date my best friend and I'm dating my best friend and everything's going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to be with my best friend. I'm doing everything right. Cause I'm like, it's been 15 years. I've been trying to date this guy. So I'm doing everything right. I, and I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go there for those of you listening, um, thinking, you know, where do I fit in this scenario? I'm the romantic one. Right. And if you're in a, a couple, if you're a couple, then you know what I'm talking about. One of you is normally the romantic lovey-dovey, rose petals, music, all that person. And the other one of you, you know, it's not that you don't want romance. It's just not really your thing. If you don't have it, you're okay. Cause you're just like, I love this person. What else do they need? Um, I'm the romance person. I'm the one that's got, I've got cards and hearts and I'm making you meals and I got to get the cute little outfit and, you know, everything. Cause I want it to be, it's like a, it's like Christmas for me. Right. And so here I was, you know, I'm dating my best friend. I'm going all out, you know, it's past Valentine's day, but I'm trying to make every moment count every month. I'm like, we're celebrating. Cause I'm like, I don't know how long it's going to last. I didn't know how long the relationship would last. I just wanted to savor every moment. And long story short, the relationship went on and we ended up breaking up right at the end of January of the following year. So not even a full year uh, with this person, just shy of a year. 
and right before Valentine's Day. And I remember at that point at Valentine's feeling devastated, feeling like, oh my goodness, I hate the holiday. I can't stand it. I could never seem to get anyone who really wants to be with just me, you know, just all kinds of things going through my head. You know, the enemy was just having a field day with my thought life. And I thought, I I don't know how to comprehend this. And on top of that, I didn't even have a girlfriend to hang out with. And I want to go there because some people are like, oh, I'm fine. I just go chill with my girls or I just go hang out with my guy friends and we just make it about football or whatever. Everyone doesn't have those kinds of friends. I'm just going to say it. Everyone doesn't. Some of us really are lonely. Some of us have friends, but we can't call that friend and say, hey, come hang out with me because I'm feeling down today. We, some of us don't have those kind of friends. Some of us only have business friends. Some of us only have the, okay, we're parents. And so we, we click because we're parents friends. But everyone doesn't have that kind of friend. Everyone is not a extroverted, uh, you know, life of the party person. And I was going through, I was like, this is just horrible. I can't deal with this, you know? And I remember thinking, okay, it is Valentine's. What am I going to do? And God reminded me of some things that he shared with me when I was, um, I'll just say speaking with some of my single friends years ago. Now, I've never at once proclaimed myself to be a minister or, you know, anything like that. I'm just Molly. But I've had some single friends who used to come to me year after year and say, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with the fact that I've been with this guy for a year and he hasn't proposed? How do I deal with these things? So let me first say this. I'm going to tell you what I told my single friends and what I told myself during that emotional time that I just described to you. Number one, if you're in a relationship, you're dating, right? Do not, under any circumstances, put pressure on your mate to propose. Do not, do not, do not. Do not get bitter and sour and emotional and have a a, a pouting pity party if they don't propose to you. It's Valentine's. It's not an obligation of of marriage. It's a day. Um, maybe they don't want that day to be it because they want you to be able to enjoy that day and then enjoy proposal day later on. Maybe they're just not ready. Or even more likely, and I'm going to say this for the singles listening, it could be that your mate is taking a while because your ring is so darn expensive. I'm going to go there. I I know you're like, Molly, how could you say that? I'm going to say it because it needs to be said. Sometimes as singles, you get so impatient, especially if you've been single for a long time. And I I get it. You know, you've been single for years, years and years. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been single so long. I don't think I could have kids if I wanted to anymore. You're like, you know, I'm getting dusty. Um, You know, you're like, I don't know what to do. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. That does not give that man an obligation to rush a proposal. It does not give him an obligation to propose, period. He may date you and be like, okay, I don't think this is it. He is not obligated. You have to literally enjoy the season that you're in and allow God to reveal to you if that's the person that's going to marry you. And if it is, that you wait for God's timing. Not you pushing them to do it and and so on and so forth. 
Um, the other thing that I was reminded of during that season that I've shared with singles before is that make the day about you caring for you and you caring for him more so you caring for them, right? So if you're dating somebody, make it about caring for him. I know you're like, guys don't celebrate Valentine's Day for themselves. Maybe not. But what man do you know turns down an opportunity to be spoiled by their woman? I haven't met a man yet that was like, I don't want to be spoiled by my woman. I don't need that. It's not, you know, I'm a man. Well, get Valentine's. Okay, great. Name one man who doesn't want a head massage. Name one man who doesn't want to be told he's handsome, that he's strong and amazing, that he can do anything. Name one man who doesn't want their woman to just surprise them with something they love. Everybody wants to be loved. Don't make it all about you. And you're like, Molly, that's harsh. I'm just saying, um, just because you like to be spoiled does not mean that you need to make it all about you. Even it up. Shake things up. Love on them. Now, if you're single and you're like, I'm not dating anyone. There's no one for me to spoil. I'd love to spoil, but there's no one to spoil. Now what? Then pamper you and find someone that you know that needs pampering. Find a single sister and love on them. If you're a guy and you're like, okay, I... You know, I can't exactly go to like some girl, random girl and be like, here, let me spoil you until I find the woman that I'm supposed to have. I get it. Then make it about you that day. What do you mean make it about you? Take care of you. If you're a guy, go get your hair cut. Go, you know, go play pool. Go play, get a video game that you like. Um, Get yourself some new kicks, you know, whatever you want to put on. You know, do something for you. Don't make it a day where you're like, oh, I can't do anything. You know, fill yourself with love and don't let that love be limited to someone with the title of that's my mate. Um, and why am I telling you to, to fill that day in different ways versus ignoring it? This is why. Very often people say, oh, I just tuned that holiday out. I don't do anything about it. And what happens is when you finally do get with the person you want to be with, you're a broken person. You're no longer balanced. And you can't pour into them the love that they deserve because you've tuned it out because you've been bitter. Instead of saying, God, make me stronger in this this scenario. So you've got to really think of the balance. Now, if you know you're completely healthy and you're, you don't have any bitterness, any animosity, you're not going to be bothered when you get married and say, okay, now let me shower him. If you know that you're okay, then by all means, feel free to ignore the holiday. But if you know you're just bitter, you're emotional, you're like, oh, the thought of it just breaks my heart. Okay. Then you need to get, you need to address it. You need to deal with it. And it could be as simple as you and God having a conversation or it could be, okay, I need to celebrate this holiday because I don't want it stolen from me when I become married. This is something I had to practice, especially during that time where I really didn't feel 
<laughs> the need to Valentine, right? I was like, my man left me. He doesn't want me anymore. I waited for him for 15 years. and He doesn't, you know, we didn't even get to make a whole year, you know, and I was like, and I'm not married and I got my kids. And, you know, I was like, and, you know, and at the time I was unemployed on top of that. Um, <laughs> I was Uber driving, trying to make it. And I was like, Lord, I have nothing. What am I going to do? I just have nothing. I have nothing. And God was like, you need to take care of you. Love you. Like what? I need you to love you. Because when Valentine's comes, he's still going to want love. Your future husband's still going to want love. Now, I didn't know I was going to remarry my husband. But I was like, my husband's still going to want love from me. And I can't be bitter saying, oh my gosh, I've been alone for so long. And where have you been? And da, da, da. No, I need to be able to not drag baggage into my next relationship because I was afraid to confront my own emotions during the holiday. So what's some ways that you can love you? Now you got to find what works for you, right? I'm going to share with you what I did for myself, but you got to find what works for you. What made me feel loved may not make you feel loved. If you're not sure about what makes you feel loved, I highly suggest um, exploring the five love languages and it can kind of give you a clue of what you need to do to make yourself feel valued. Um, I like words. I like gifts. But gifts are really low on the, on the spectrum. Like, I really like words. Someone saying you're beautiful means more to me than them buying me a 18 karat diamond ring. The, the words just matter. Why? Because that's my love language. And so what I did to love on myself in Valentine's Day when I was single with no one to date and I was feeling, you know, emotional, I took myself out on a date. And you're like, what? Yep, I took myself out. I said, this is how I want to be treated on Valentine's. So I took myself out. I said, you know what? I'm taking myself out to a nice dinner somewhere I haven't been before. I'm going to order the meal that I want. I'm going to get myself a gift. I got myself, um, I like stuffed animals. So I got myself a, a new stuffed animal. I got myself um, flowers. I said, I'm going to get myself um, some roses and I'm going to put it in a vase. And I'm going to get myself a cute little outfit and I'm going to do my hair, my makeup and my nails and all that. And I'm just going to take care of me. And today is I date me. And, and let me say this. I know some of you are like, oh my gosh, that's just pitiful, right? Some of you are like, how could you just date yourself? Doesn't that mean that you're just desperate? No, not necessarily. Actually, you could learn more about yourself by dating yourself than you could possibly realize. I learned what I really like. I learned what actually makes me feel treasured. I learned that I don't like boxes of chocolates. I just don't. I'm not into chocolate like that. Sorry. I'm just not. Um, I learned that I like plays. I like, you know, mystery dinners, you know, those kind of things. I like going out and doing something, but I like things that are quiet and intimate. Um, you know, I learned what kind of meal I would want on Valentine's. I learned that, you know, I don't need salmon. I want a baked potato and a steak. You know, that's what I wanted for Valentine's. You know, I just discovered those things by dating myself. And I also discovered, you know, all the little, little things. Like, I like cards. I love greeting cards. And I said, okay, I want that. And I discovered these things by dating myself. And I also discovered that my fulfillment is not bound 
and whether or not another person does this for me, I can do this for me and still get fulfillment. And so it was like me and Jesus on a date. And I challenge you if you're single and you're like, you have no one that you're dating, take yourself out. Now, I know that in light of this pandemic, some people are like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? Um, You know, you got to pray about that. We talked about this um, about two seasons ago, but, you know, pray about, okay, Lord, how can I honor me and still feel safe? Right. Because I know some people still don't want to come out and I get it. Um, and then you have some people say, I'm going out, but there's just, it's too crowded. And you're like, what do I do? You may need to create your own, uh, romantic scene at home. You know, be, be creative. Um, okay. I want to get off on of that topic. Cause I want to talk to the commercial holiday people. Now, what I'm about to say may not be as embraced as, you know, other things, but it's okay. I love you. Um, I want to talk to the people who said, okay, Valentine's is just commercial holiday. I don't celebrate this holiday. It's a bunch of baloney, blah, 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 blah. So first of all, for the men who say, I don't need that. I will celebrate my woman all year long. I want you to truly ask yourself, and only you can answer this question. There's no right or wrong answer. I want you to really ask yourself, have you truly celebrated your significant other at that same level of uh, of love all year long as you would have done on Valentine's. Don't you really ask yourself that? And, and I say this because I've seen a lot of women, especially women who've been single for too long, which whew, I'll talk about that in a whole nother episode. I think I'll do that later because I don't want to do it today. I want you to focus on pouring into yourself. But there are people who have been single for way too long. So the minute someone asked them out, they accepted everything. If the man said he didn't celebrate Valentine's, they were like, I don't care. I don't want to be single anymore. It was, it became more of accepting the man out of desperation, not out of that's everything I want in a mate. And they were afraid that they would never get that opportunity again to have someone. So like, I'll just take it. But I've found that a lot of women are miserable. They put on a real good front. And when you ask them, oh, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. You know, he loves on me all year long. Like, does he really? I mean, and only you can answer that question, right? You know if you're being loved all year long. You know, and and I'm going to say this. I really want you to answer this. Valentine's Day is the one time that woman normally gets spoiled like crazy. She gets flowers, she gets to go out, she gets to wear something cute. You know, she gets that uh, fiery look in your eyes again where you look at her like, wow, I can't believe I'm so lucky to have you. Um, It's that one time a year that she gets that. If you're not doing that on another time of year, you're just making an excuse that you don't want to celebrate a certain holiday. You're really not honoring her. And let me also say this. There's nothing wrong with having your own preference, right? Everyone has a preference. Everyone has their opinion as how we were made. Nothing wrong with that. But I also want to ask you to ask yourself this. Have you considered your partner's feelings? 
not what they're telling you on the surface because they love you and they just want to agree and not have any, uh, you know, they don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm talking, have you considered your partner's feelings about the holiday? A lot of guys that I've met are just like, I just don't celebrate it. She's just going to have to deal with it. What you're pretty much saying is, I don't care about how you feel. But I want you to marry me anyway and date me and think I'm everything. No. You're already literally closing out your ear to anything I have to say on the topic. Which doesn't make me feel loved and valued. If anything, it makes me feel ignored right off the bat. Because I already know that you said this is my way or the highway and I don't really care how you feel about it. I want you to really think about, have you considered your partner's feelings about that day? It may not mean anything to you, but it may mean the world to them. And have you once tried to meet them halfway? I'm not saying you got to go from night and day to, I don't celebrate this, to your Mr. Romance that you see on the cover of, you know, Hallmark television. No, I'm saying... Have you even sat down with your partner and said, I just want to check and make sure. It's been 10 years with me. I've never once celebrated Valentine's with you. I just want to make sure, does this holiday matter to you? Does it impact you in any way that I don't want to give you all the stuff that you see on TV and all your friends are getting? I honestly want to know your feelings. I'm not saying I'm going to change overnight, but I do want to know how you feel. And I want to make sure, because maybe their feelings have changed. Maybe in the beginning, they said it didn't matter. And then after year five, they're like, I'm really tired of not getting at least a rose petal, um, you know, on that day. Or maybe just an I love you on that day, you know, check with your partner. Don't, don't be so, so one-sided that you're unwilling to meet the other person because marriage, marriage is, is a tango. I make a move, you make a move. It, it's a, it's a, a two person effort. It's not a, okay, I'm just leading, 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 and you just have to follow me. No, at some point you have to feel where they want to go too. It's a tango. Um, so check that part. Um, and let me also say this on a commercial holiday. Just because something is primarily used for a certain reason doesn't mean that's the way you have to use it. Right? What do we mean by that? Some people use outfits as a way only to get promoted. They're like, I need to look a certain way. And if I look that certain way, I'm just going to get promoted. And that's just going to be what I do. But that's not why everybody buys outfits. Some, some people buy outfits because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel attractive. It makes them feel like they've accomplished something. Some people buy outfits because they're like, okay, this is a way of honoring the body God gave me. They feel like if they're clothing it in a certain way, they're, they're honoring it. It doesn't matter if the world puts the commercial as, you know, well, you know, show off that you're the best and sleekest body. Everybody doesn't buy clothes for that reason. And just because the world romanticizes it a certain way doesn't mean that you can't enjoy that item or that thing. 
some people treat cell phones like they're just the cream of the crop and you have to have the latest thing because it's a sign of status. But that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy a cell phone because the world treats it as a sign of status. You could enjoy the cell phone just because you like to be able to communicate. You know, I just I want to challenge you with that, because a lot of times we make a a doctrine out of something because we see what society paints the picture as and say, well, society does it that way. I'm not even touching that thing. Who said you had to do it the way that they're showing you? Who says you have to do it the way that they're telling you to do it? You know, paint your own path. Find your own mark in this area. When I think of Valentine's, I've been this way since I was a kid. I've always felt that Valentine's is a day to celebrate both partners. I've always felt that as a wife, you should do something to honor your husband on Valentine's Day. Um, Whether it is giving him a back massage or, um, you know, maybe cooking him dinner or something. You know, whatever it is, I've always felt that that man should be just as honored as you are. Not taking his role, not minimizing what he can offer you, but it should always be a way of honoring both people. That's because that's what I made the holiday as. That's what I defined it as for me. I can care less if TV ever paints it as a day for men. I believe in honoring the man. Why? He's the head of my house. He's the head of my family. He, he's the one I'm leaning on when things are rough. He's the one who reminds me to go back to God when I feel like I'm off course. Of course, I want to celebrate my man on that holiday. What I'm saying is make the day what you want it to be, not what other people say it should be. And you celebrating it in your own way does not make you a a puppet of commercial um, advertising or anything. It makes you a human being Who's chosen your own path. You can write your own destiny. I believe that's why there's free will to choose whether or not you want to be born again, because you can write that path and you could do the same with a holiday. You can choose to say, this is a day I want to do that. And I'll say this, it doesn't have to be on that day. Make it the day after. Make it the day before. Make it the week after. You know, but don't just act like, oh, it doesn't matter to you. When it does matter, you just don't want to feel controlled. And no one is controlling you but you. The whole world can say that everybody needs to be a size four and and wear, you know, completely provocative things in order to please their man. But that doesn't mean I have to follow that path. I can be myself and still be my absolute best because God made me. It's about what I choose to believe. And you can choose to believe what you need to for your holiday as well. For my divorced people, be encouraged. Do not. I, I like what my pastor used to say all the time. This too shall pass. Do not look at this holiday with bitterness And I understand if you need to cry, cry. If you need to vent, vent. But get it out and then make a plan to move forward. That is my charge to you as both a divorced person or a single person. Um, Regardless of how long you've been divorced or how long you've been single. If this holiday is painful for you, 
I challenge you, address your emotions, get it out. Don't ignore the feelings. You have a right to have feelings. You have a right to feel what you feel. If you feel sad, feel sad. If you feel, uh, you know, cheated, feel, you know, that's how you feel. But let the feeling out and then make a plan to move forward. Because if not, you're literally telling the enemy that he has control over you in this area. And I'm challenging you as a believer in God to another believer. Do not give the enemy any place in your life, including a holiday. If you are looking at this holiday with anger and bitterness and an inability to smile and celebrate others, you are literally telling the devil that he has control over you in this area. And I rebuke the devil trying to take that from you. You have the right to have peace and joy and love in this day. So find a way to make it work for you. From my married people, um, enjoy each other. Um, work out your differences. Ah, let me say that. I was not going to go there. It's Valentine's Day. Work out your differences with your spouse. If you haven't talked to your spouse in days, weeks, whatever it is, I hope it's not weeks, um, you know, make up with your spouse now. Um, look, sometimes you just need to let things go. And sometimes you don't let it go on the inside, but you're like, you know what? I can agree to disagree. Sometimes you can just agree to say, you know what? We're going to need months and months of counseling to get through this. But I still choose to love you. And, and I'm talking about this in the realm of normal. Okay, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. I'm not talking about the realm of abnormal. If you're being abused, beaten and all that. It, no, this is not a makeup and all that. And the devil is a liar. We were made to be loved and we were made to be treated as a fearfully and wonderfully made, um, you know, vessel of God. And he does not want us treated that way. And it's not his will for us to be treated that way. So that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the realm of normal. I'm talking about you haven't spoken to your spouse because they didn't do something minor. Like they haven't told you they loved you in a couple days and they didn't get you flowers last month. Let it go. Life is short. There are people looking for love everywhere. There are people who would love to have your mate, love your mate, value them. Sometimes the thing that you're trying to correct in your mate is something that they would have changed had you demonstrated it in love. Ah, oh, Lord help me. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying not to sound rebukey. Uh, this is not my heartbeat today. It's a love day. But sometimes you're trying to change your mate to be a certain person or do things a certain way, but they keep doing it because you haven't changed anywhere either. Sometimes you have to model what you want to happen. You're like, well, you don't ever, you know, come home and tell me you love me and rub my back and all this. When's the last time you did it for them? I'm talking to you, wives. I'm talking to you, husbands. Yes. Yes, I said it with love. Um, when's the last time you did it for them? Don't just look at them, hold them accountable and be like, oh, you didn't, you know, you, you never do anything like this for me. When's the last time you cooked me dinner? When's the last time you, you cooked dinner? I don't know how to cook. Order something. You know, <laughs> I don't know how to get some HelloFresh. Get something. You know, Google a recipe. Look, try. You know, I don't know how to massage. Okay, Google how to massage. Get a book. Make an attempt. Go to the store. Ask people. Go to bed. Go to Bath and Body Works and say, look, what should I use to massage my, my husband's shoulders? Look, make an effort. 
you start modeling what you want from them, you'd be surprised how they start modeling that for you. And they didn't model it because you were nagging them. And they didn't model it because you're always sour. They modeled it because you are demonstrating exactly what you want and you're not holding things against them. You said, instead of demanding love, I'm going to demonstrate and be the love. Spouses, take care of your mates. Whew. And last, last thing I'll say on this note is keep it simple. Valentine's is not, it's not Christmas, right? Now, some people treat it like Christmas. If that's what floats your boat, go for it. By all means, bless you. But it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to get everything that you see. Valentine's does not mean that you have to get the flowers, the chocolates, the perfumes, the jewelry, the the, the, the front seat tickets, and the expensive dinner. You don't have to do all of that in one day. You don't. All you really need to get is what your mate wants, what makes them feel loved. And like I said, five love languages, I challenge you to look into that. And even if you're like, I don't know what the love languages are, it's Valentine's Day, I don't have time. What can I do real quick? Try communicating with your mate and say, what do you really want? And they may say, all I really want is to watch TV today. Then make it the most fun TV watching experience you can do. Get some popcorn for them. Get a blanket. Put some candles around. Play their favorite song. Um, Maybe they want to play a board game. Whatever it is, it's just about loving them in a way that they receive love. And don't ridicule or minimize how they choose to be loved. One thing I love about my husband is he has mastered identifying what makes me feel loved and valued. He figured out, he said, oh, you don't like chocolates. What do you like? He said, I like flowers. I like greeting cards. He figured that out from the get-go. You want to make me feel, you know, on cloud nine, get me a greeting card, right? I don't care where the greeting card came from. I just love the greeting card and I see the signature of someone in there and it, it speaks volumes to me. I don't need to have anything else in the card. Just the fact that he got one, I, I feel valued. And he picked up on that and said, so I don't need to spend $50 on chocolates? No, I don't really like chocolates. I don't need to get two dozen roses. I, I, I mean, I like flowers. I like roses, but actually I like tulips and carnations or wildflowers, you know, something different. Like, oh, those are cheaper. I know, you know. <laughs> I'm saying this because if you take the time to actually talk to your mate, not assume, not go with the status quo, but talk with your mate and find out what they actually want, you can make this day a whole lot more enjoyable. And who knows, you may actually find peace in the midst of it as well. I know I wasn't going to go long, but I hope you got something out of that. I'm encouraging you guys, all my singles be encouraged. You know, this too shall pass for all my divorced people. Be encouraged. Um, let me say this. If you're divorced, I just, I got to go there. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. If you're divorced and you feel like you have no one, you have no support, you have no encouragement, you have no one to love, you have nothing you can do. I highly encourage you to go to this website called divorcecare.org. So that's D-I-V-O-R-C-E-C-A-R-E dot O-R-G. That is a, um, it's faith-based, 
but they welcome you regardless of your faith. So if you're listening and you say, I'm not a, a believer, that's okay. They will still love on you and help you get through this. And if you say, I just want to be around other people like me that understand and make me feel somewhat loved in the midst of this, then do that. Go to that program. It's free. It doesn't cost you um, anything. If they have a fee, I'm not aware of it. Um, but I know they take good care of you. This is something I went through and it helped me deal with the the lack of love I was feeling during those times. All right. I love you all. Have a fantastic Valentine's Day. Have fantastic love you day, uh, date me day, commercial day, whatever you want to call it. I hope that it is prosperous and joy filled for you. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Excel Books Podcast with Molly. You can find more helpful resources and services at xclbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send us a message at xelbooks.com or email xelbooks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again next time for more tips on work, family, and life.